You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips on making in the UK. So let's get on with today's show. Hello and welcome to episode number 199 of the Make It British podcast. I can't believe I'm saying 199, only one episode to go till number 200. So today though, something just from me, normally I would have an interview for you on Tuesdays, but as it's August and everyone seems to be away, I don't have anyone to interview today. So instead, you've got just me, but I've got a really good one for you because I'm going to be running through my top 11 tips for starting a UK made brand. Now, whether you are just about to start a brand or maybe you've already got one and it's not quite going the way you want, there's going to be something in here that you are going to find really useful. And actually, it could work as a little bit of a tick list for whether you are doing everything right if you've already got a brand that is making in the UK. So um, here are my tips for how you can start a UK-made brand with great success. So should we go to number one, which is have a why behind what you are doing. So if you're launching a brand that is made in the UK, you need to have and know what your why is. Because let's face it, no one needs any more stuff anymore, do they? Really? So if you are going to bring new products to market, there needs to be a really good reason why you're doing it. Having a why and a purpose behind what you are doing will also keep you going when things get tough which they will do at some point because let's not be around the bush. Running a business, especially a product-based one, can be hard at times, but it can also be very rewarding. So decide what your why is, what's the reason behind your brand. Tell your manufacturers, tell your customers and tell your team when you have one. Write your why on a post-it note, a whiteboard, write it on your bathroom mirror and look at it every single day. And remember why it is you're doing what you're doing. So number two is know who your customer is and why they will buy your products. So if you don't know who your customer is and why they might buy your products, then don't be surprised if you can't sell them. When you're a product-based business, everything must start with the customer. Who are they? What are their pain points? How can you solve them? So along with that post-it note you've got with, with your why written on it, also keep a clear picture in your mind of who your ideal customer is and who's the customer that you're making your products for. And don't even start to put pen to paper until you have decided who that person is and you know why they're going to buy from you. Because otherwise, you just won't be able to sell anything. Number three, a little bit more of a practical one, is make sure you allow enough time. By far, the biggest thing that I see people do is not allowing enough time to develop a product. So for instance, I might have someone contact me and they say, Kate, can you help me find a manufacturer? And I always ask and I say, when do you want to launch? When, when do you want those products or that collection to hit the, hit the stores or be on sale? And sometimes they're asking me this in September 
and they want the product to go in on sale before Christmas, which would allow a window of less than three months. And things always take longer than you think. And three months is generally nowhere near enough time. It's not enough time to source a manufacturer, get samples and production made and get everything out and on sale. So it's just not going to happen if you don't allow enough time always allow more time than you think you're going to need. So if you're launching something new, I would say allow at least six months, maybe maybe 12 months. I've, I've known people that have taken two to three years to get something off the ground. And if you want to know exactly why it takes that long and what the various different factors are that you need to take into account when you're launching something in terms of why it will take so long and what all the things are that you need to do, then listen to the last episode that I did, which was episode 198, which was how long does it take to launch a product? So number four is keep things simple to start with. Don't try and develop lots of different products. Stick to one that you can do really, really well. Get that right. Get that to market check that people like it and want to buy it, and then add on more things as you go along. Do not try and do too many things at at once. It will just drive you mad. And also because the more different products that you do, the more manufacturers that you may need and the more complicated your range is going to be and the more time it will take you. It will just give you a headache, a nightmare, a nervous breakdown. So keep it simple to start with, particularly if you don't have any previous experience in product development. Number five is know your numbers. I know it's really boring. It's the maths, but you do need to have a good idea of what your target retail price is, what your target cost prices are, what your budget is that you're going to spend on stock, Um, versus the other costs that you've got um, with starting up your business. If you don't know your numbers or you're just burying your head in the sand about them, it's just going to lead to disaster. And also manufacturers, they can just smell it a mile off when someone isn't clued up on the figures. I've seen examples of new brands approaching manufacturers and just asking for something to be made as cheaply as possible. And sometimes that's even the first question that they ask. And then they wonder why the manufacturer doesn't respond. So what you need to do is know what your target prices are and work with a manufacturer to get to the price that you need, but make that price realistic. Don't focus on trying to be cheaper than the competition, but focus on being better. Competing on price is impossible when you're a new brand, especially if you make on the UK. So know your numbers and be realistic about them. Number six is make sure that you're fully prepared before you start to reach out to manufacturers. So you might have a brilliant idea, but it's very much in the early idea stage and you haven't really thought about everything that needs to go into that product and you haven't sourced all of your raw materials. Now, if that's the case, you're going to have a hard time convincing a manufacturer that you're committed to the project. You need to have all of your information before you approach a manufacturer, ideally along with technical drawings or specifications to show them exactly how you want the product to be made. And if you don't know how to do all that, you can reach out to experts that can help you do it, or you can learn how to do it yourself. 
things like raw materials, they can be sourced from trade shows via the internet, but UK manufacturers won't have the time to research the raw materials for you. Plus, it's your brand, it's your product. So you need to know exactly what's going into it and have a proper grip on what the costs are of the raw materials that are going into it as well. So just make sure you've got all of that organized before you start to reach out to the manufacturers. Number seven is don't assume that one manufacturer can make all of your products because chances are they can't. So most UK manufacturers are specialists, not generalists, and they've got skills in certain areas and it's best to play into those strengths. So for instance, if you're making a fashion product and you're hoping that the manufacturer that you speak to is going to be able to make everything from knitted hats to jeans to hoodies to handbags, then you're going to be really disappointed. What you need to do is do your research before you approach a manufacturer and make sure you know exactly what type of product it is that they make and be prepared that you're going to need more than one manufacturer if you're going to make more than one type of product. In fact, depending on on what the product is, you may even need a couple of manufacturers for one product. So say, for instance, you're making a T-shirt, you might have to find one manufacturer to make the T-shirt and another one to do the print. Sometimes the manufacturer can do both of those things for you. Other times they can't and you'll have to source the printer separately. So be prepared that you may need more than one manufacturer, even if it is just one product. Number eight is go and visit several manufacturers to find the one that is the best fit for you. So by going to a factory, you get a really good idea of who the people are that are going to be making your products, what it is that they can make. You get a real feel for who the company is that's going to make your products and by going to see the manufacturer and and really building up a partnership with that person. You can't do that if you haven't been to see them. And one of the advantages of them being in the UK is that you can go and see them. So please go and visit some factories, go and visit some manufacturers. And a common mistake that I see people make is not going to visit factories and then having communication issues with manufacturers because they've just not been able to explain everything properly via email or via a telephone conversation. So if you don't go and visit factories and the production comes back wrong and you're not happy with it, you've actually only got yourself to blame. So go to the factory, try and be there when they're finishing making samples or when they're finishing making your production or both and go through things with them. And you'll find there's a lot less mistakes and certainly a lot less communication issues. Number nine is listen to what the manufacturers have to say. So no matter how much experience you have in product development, and I've got over 20 years of product, probably actually nearly 30 years experience of product development, manufacturing and production, I still listen intently to what manufacturers have to say when I go and speak to them because they know their capabilities better than anyone. And chances are as well that they're specialists in the type of product that they're making for you and they're making it day in, day out. So they can often suggest cheaper ways of doing it, better ways, quicker ways, all three of those. So it is worth listening to them. It it could save you money in the end. And it will certainly make production much easier if the manufacturer knows what they're doing when they're making it. So make sure you listen to what they have to say, especially if you've been making your products yourself 
but they have a suggestion for a better way of doing it. And you might be surprised, you might learn new things and it will give you ideas for future product development as well. Number 10 is don't underestimate how much time or money you need to spend on marketing. So I've seen so many brands launch amazing products, create a website and then hope that by doing a few posts on Instagram, the sales are going to just come flooding in. And it really doesn't happen like that. When it comes to marketing and selling your products, you've got two options. Basically, you've got to pay someone else to do the marketing and selling for you or spend your time learning how to do it yourself and dedicate a large proportion of your time to it. So the problem most product based businesses have is they actually spend 80% of the time on designing and making the product and only 20% of their time marketing and selling it. When in fact, what they should be doing is the other way around. 80% of their time marketing and selling and 20% of their time designing and product development. And when I say marketing and selling, that could be posting on social media, running paid ads to new audiences, reaching out to the press, telling them about you, trying to get a press feature, attending trade shows and fairs, running pop-up shops or doing markets, writing blog copy and working on your SEO, sending emails to your list. So all of that takes time, especially when you're just starting out and you're trying to find where your ideal customers are hanging out and you're trying to reach them and you're trying to make sales for the very first time. And you cannot underestimate how much time that will take or how much money it will take to pay someone to do that for you. So just make sure you allow enough time to do that. And finally, number 11, don't give up when you reach the first hurdle. Making a product can be tough, but it is worth it. Because it's really easy to look at what others are doing and think all of their success happened overnight. You know, you might currently be in a stressful career. Maybe you work in the city or you're a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist or something. And you've always dreamed of having your own brand because it just looks so much less taxing and just how, how wonderful to be designing and making products all day. But the reality is manufacturing any sort of product is complicated. There's lots of moving parts It involves great project management skills, great problem solving skills, and also really good people skills. So there's going to be challenges along the way. It's usually due to something that you haven't foreseen, but it always pays off in the end. So what you can try and do is try and think ahead of all the possible things that could go wrong and have a plan and a contingency for what to do if the worst case scenario happens, because there are always problems when it comes to manufacturing. Wherever you manufacture, there's always little hiccups along the way and you need to find a solution to them. So if you go into the whole project thinking of what the worst possible things are that could happen, and then you've got a potential plan for that and what happens if the worst case scenario happens, then you'll be absolutely fine. But never think that your manufacturing journey is going to be straightforward and easy, but it's going to be so much fun. So that was my 11 top tips for starting a new brand that is made in the UK. Let me just run through what they all were again. So number one was have a why behind what you're doing. Number two, know who your customer is and why they will buy your products. Number three, allow enough time. Number four, keep things simple to start with. Number five, know those numbers. 
Number six, make sure that you're fully prepared before you reach out to new, to manufacturers. Number seven, don't assume that one manufacturer can make all of your products. Number eight, go and visit several manufacturers to find the one that's the best fit for you. Number nine, listen to what manufacturers have to say. Number 10, don't underestimate how much time or money you need to spend on marketing. And number 11, don't give up when you reach the first hurdle because making a product in the UK is tough, but it is well worth it. So I hope you found those tips useful today. If you are looking to start a brand that's made in the UK, I would love to help you. Depending on how much hands-on help you would like, there's a couple of resources that we have at Make It British that are available to you. The first is my quick start video course, which you can take at your own pace and it goes through the steps you need to take to launch a brand. And the second is my Manufacturing Made Easy program, which helps you with all of the aspects of starting and growing a product-based business. I'm going to pop the links to both in the show notes for you. But if you also go to katehills.co.uk forward slash apply, you'll find more details about Manufacturing Made Easy and you can fill in a short application form and I'll get straight back to you. So thanks for listening and I'll see you soon for episode 200. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there are bonus episodes occasionally. So make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And if you're looking to find British made brands or UK manufacturers, check out the directory on the Make It British website, which you can find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash directory. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.